Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. Amen. Love is greater. And one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. It will be a good day. Well, good morning, church. Uh, If we haven't met, I'm Pastor Steve. Uh, If you are in the house this morning, there are some Bibles under your seats. And one of those is our gift to you if you don't own one. Uh, We really feel like everyone should have a copy of God's word. So just be blessed. Take one home and start reading it. Uh, If you have any questions about what you read, you can always email me at steve at New Stanton Church. Would love to talk with you. Uh, Also, we're going to post a link for those who are not on site but are committed to showing people Jesus and faithfully supporting the work that we do together. Uh, Thank you in advance. For those who are in the house, you know the routine. The offering baskets are by the exits. Uh, thank you as well. And you can also put your Connect card in there with any prayer requests that you might have. Occasionally, uh, not, not all the time, but occasionally as a preacher, I feel like this extra burden for some reason to preach a message on my heart. And for a number of reasons, some that were personal, uh, I discovered through prayer, and some unknown to me. Uh, This morning's message was like that as I was preparing. So as we begin again, let, let me just have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for your people gathered today, both in this place and online. Uh, We are here, we're tuned in, God, to honor you with all that we are. And I pray, God, that your living word would speak to our hearts this morning and empower us to see ourselves as you see us. I pray, Jesus, that as we do that, we can fulfill your calling on us in this world and that we can see ourselves as an invaluable part of your family and your plan. And Jesus, I I just get this sense that there are a number of folks that need to take this message deep into their soul this morning. So I pray, God, that you would do it. In Jesus' name, amen. You ready? You ready? You are invaluable. You, yes, you were worth the blood of God's one and only son. Not because of anything you have done or or, or didn't do, but because God loved you so much that he sent his son to die. And his love makes you more valuable than anything else in all creation. You were created in the image of God Almighty. 
I had a, a, a friend in seminary that uh, I, I won't name because we're live streaming, right? <laughs> uh, but, but he struggled to, to see himself as having worth in who he was. And I, I get it. Like, we, we all struggle. Uh, even as saints redeemed by his blood, we all have a sinful nature. We all struggle with sin. We, we all have this nature in us that would condemn us if it was not for the grace of God. Without Christ, we would all rot in hell, period. I get it, I agree, I own it. But the fact that God loved you enough to send his son to die in our place means that we have incredible worth. We are loved by the creator God. But the fact that God loved you and me and that his love, uh, it proves that we are valuable to God. Think of it this way. If your house was on fire, what would you go back in to save? Your socks? I hope not. Your favorite pair of jeans? Uh, your favorite ball hat that you wear every day? I hope not. Your pet? Maybe. One of your kids, any day of the week, right? Why? What makes a difference? There is a different kind of value and a different kind of love, isn't there? This world is going to burn. And God sent his son to save you. He sent him back in for you. See what I'm saying? You need to feel that love this morning. You have value in the eyes of God. Jesus once told a parable where a shepherd had 100 sheep and one, one got lost. It wandered off and was unaccounted for. So the shepherd left the 99 to seek that one. And the shepherd loved and valued that one lost sheep that much that he was willing to go searching for it. Jesus said the shepherd found that one sheep and celebrated with all of his friends. In the same way, our Father in heaven celebrates when one lost sinner accepts Jesus' offer of salvation. Now, that's somebody else. But do you realize that when you came to know Jesus, heaven had a party for you. They rejoiced in heaven when you met Jesus. We are valued by God just because we were created by him in his image. We are, as Ephesians tells us, God's workmanship, his masterpiece. Now, I know I'm kind of like hitting this truth like long 
and hard, and I'm saying it over and over, and some of you are thinking, okay, Pastor Steve, like, I got it already, but some of you are trying to talk yourself out of this, and you need to know that you are invaluable to God, but we also need to own, I think, this as well. You and I were also uniquely created by God with a purpose. Ephesians 2, 8, and 10 says this. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So you see, you were not randomly created. You were not a mistake. And God created you with a plan in advance for you to be a force of good and love and to represent and honor him. We have a purpose in this life. We have a purpose in God's church, as God's church, amen? Now, some people hear that they were created with a purpose and they struggle because they don't feel like they know what their purpose is. And some people wrestle with not feeling equipped to make a difference and to live into God's plan for their life. And some, honestly, are so selfish that they're not the least bit concerned about God's plan, they just want more of God's blessing poured out upon themselves. Some people feel like they've messed up too much and they've been disqualified from the plans that God may have had for them. Others feel like their gifts and talents are so small that they couldn't possibly make a difference in someone else's life. My prayer this morning is that God would speak deep in your soul and let you know how invaluable you are to the work he wants to do through you. He does have a plan. He did plan good works for you to do in advance. And God has given you the precise gifts, the precise passions and abilities that he wanted you to have. His plan and purpose for you was thought out long before you were even born. And because he knows absolutely everything, your past did not surprise God when he called you. You matter to the plan of God. I want to look at 1 Corinthians 12 this morning because Paul uses a great analogy that, that drives this truth home. He, he wrote this letter to the church in Corinth. The, the Corinthians weren't Jews, they were Greeks. And just in case you know, didn't, don't know, they were really, really bad Greeks. Like they were rotten to the core. Before they came to Christ, they took pride in the ways that they sinned. And anyone who thinks that the morality today is worse than it has ever been has never read about the Corinthians. I'm just saying, I'll leave that there. I won't go into detail. To that group of people, 
who probably had more reason to feel ashamed or inadequate to live into God's purpose, he wrote this. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ, the, the, the church. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body. In other words, you belong. Whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? What? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But the fact that God placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be, if they were not all one part, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unrepresentable are treated with special modesty. While our presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices. You see, when you put your faith in the work of Jesus, you became a believer. You became a Christian. You got saved. You got redeemed. But the spirit of the living God took up residence in your body at that moment. But you also became part of the larger whole in the body of Christ. You see, if you get a group of anything together, it's always called by a different name. Did you ever notice that? You, you, you get more than one wolf together, and what's it called? A pack. You get a group of lions together, it's called a pride. You get a group of bees together, it's called a swarm. You get a group of cats together, it's literally called a destruction. Yes, very appropriate. But you get a group of believers together, and it's called the church. It's called the body of Christ, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Hallelujah. You inherited a new family identity, not just a new individual identity, when you came to Jesus Christians gathered together, worshiping God, empowered by his Holy Spirit, will always make a difference in this world. We are the hands of Jesus who serve. 
We are his feet taking the message around the globe. We are his mouth proclaiming the truth. We are his heart expressing his love for a broken world that needs him. And you, yes, you, are an invaluable part of that work. You are part of the church. In 1 Corinthians, it's almost like Paul anticipated or maybe even came across people that felt like they weren't like really part of the body or they really weren't that important. Look at verses 14 through 16 again. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, you know, I'm really not that important, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, I'm not an eye, you know, I, I don't belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. You can't have missing parts in a body. That would kind of be freaky, right? Paul says, if the whole body were an eye, <laughs> it's like some cartoon, like this big eyeball, right? Where would the sense of hearing be? If you're a foot, you don't get to not be part of the body because you would rather be a hand. Every one matters, and your part matters. Paul points out to us that the less visible parts are treated with special care, and every part of the body matters equally. Your part, your role, your presence, your voice, your opinion, your contribution, it all matters in the family of God. Even those parts that I believe aren't here yet are important. Because part of the body is actually missing. I can't tell you how many times we have sat around the staff table at staff meeting. And one of my staff says, you know what? I wish God would provide this person to perform this role because there is such a need, but we're missing that leader here. You see, every staff member that we have at this church has a list of body parts <laughs> that they would like to see God provide. Why? Because the plan and purpose of God can't be accomplished effectively with missing parts. Come on now, I'm preaching. At least the staff should be saying amen. <laughs> Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night having slept on your arm and you wake up and it's like totally dead and like you'd like to be able to push yourself off your arm but like you can't move because it's asleep. So you end up using your head to like arch your back and flop back over. That's a really good picture of what the body of Christ looks like trying to accomplish its mission with parts missing. Your role matters to the work of God and the heart of God. Honestly, it makes a difference in eternity. I believe some people, there will be people that don't get to heaven 
because certain body parts don't do their job. It's a matter of life and death. Paul says it's often the parts that are the least visible that are the most important. I really hope you embrace this truth because what you do in the body might not be that visible, but that does not mean it's not important. See, people don't see prayer warriors, but they are critical. Lives are being changed at New Stand Church. People are getting saved. People are getting discipled in connect groups. What if that's not because I'm preaching? What if that's because of the prayers that you pray that God would work in somebody's heart in life during church that week? Like, true story. It's that important. How many people have experienced the presence of God through New Stanton Church because somebody's back in the sound booth running lights or the words of the songs or the soundboard so that everybody can hear? Not that visible, but really, really important. It could be a smile you give somebody in the store. It could be helping an older person load groceries in their car and then saying, God bless you. You may never know this side of heaven the impact that God has through your life. But everyone matters. And everyone needs to do their part for the body of Christ to have effective ministry together. What, what if the little kid in your Sunday school class is the next Billy Graham? What if a teen in your student small group becomes a missionary and God uses them to start a revival through an entire country? What if one connection, one conversation in your connect group saves a marriage? You are an invaluable part of the body of Christ. You are invaluable because God gave his one and only son for you. I know we are living in this weird and challenging time. Everybody's social distancing and, but church, I think we need to wake up. We need to wake up and realize that God has a plan and a purpose for our lives and it cannot be put on hold. We have a role to play in making him known. Church isn't a place that you just go to on Sunday morning. You and I are the church. I want to say this, your past, and like everyone's got one, does not ever disqualify you from being part of this body and being used by God. You know what God was doing in your past, the stuff that you feel guilty about, the stuff that you wrestle with, he was building your testimony. He was building your testimonies so you could offer somebody hope that's going through the same exact thing. So what if you are an example of what not to do? If that is your testimony, you share it proud and you share it loud because people need to hear it. Church, feel this. Your story matters. Your presence here matters. You are invaluable. Imagine what we could do as a church if every part of the body did the thing that God prepared in advance for us to do. How many people would be singing with us in heaven? 
How many hungry kids would we feed on Grow in the Go? How many teens would come to know Jesus and avoid the tsunami of broken relationships in their life? How many marriages would stay together? How many seniors would not feel alone? How many teens would come to know Jesus? You were uniquely created by God to offer life. Every time you give, every time you pray, every time you serve, you might not see what God is doing, but it matters. Every time we gather like this for worship, every time we meet in a connect group, your life is an offering to God, all of it. You are invaluable. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks that even though, God, we know we're not worthy. We're sinful, we're broken, we're distant from you, but God, you sent your son that shows us beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love us. So we are worthy, God, for that reason alone. And God, in your grace and your love, you've gifted us to, to be used to bless other people. So God, as a church this morning, we're gonna wake up. We're gonna serve, we're gonna give, we're gonna love. God, from the smile in the grocery store to ministries at church to connect groups, God, we want to say this morning, thank you for giving us a purpose as a church together to show people Jesus. Let's do it in a mighty way. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com, follow the Get Involved tab, and RSVP to our next meet and greet.